Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan. We all know that the bigger the government gets, the more power it assumes. The more power the government assumes, it creates a mindset. And they want to push the power envelope. And when that happens, it's always at the expense of personal liberty and the freedom of individuals. Now, police informants have always been used uh, to infiltrate crime families, crime groups, and to bring people to justice who do illegal acts. And that's nothing wrong with that. That's proper policing. The problem comes when the police use informants to entice illegal activity. That is called entrapment. And that is the point, the, the point that we're going to talk about today. Part of big government is using bureaucrats and agencies and giving them police power that they ordinarily should not have. And when you combine all of this, What you get are the elements of a police state. And that's what we've seen in the topic of our current programs. And the topic is a sting in western North Carolina, right here in our own backyard. The name of the sting was something Bruin. And that's Bruin, B-R-U-I-N, as in bears, because it, it involved bear hunting and the entrapment of regular people in North Carolina by government agencies, the Wildlife Service uh, specifically. And so there are laws involved in bear hunting. We know what they are. Uh, We will be discussing that. But my guest is Linda Crisp. Linda and her family and her friends are the victim of this entrapment sting uh, by the Wildlife Service called Something Bruin. So Linda Crisp, thank you for being a guest on Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Dan, for inviting me to speak this afternoon. Uh, my name is Linda Chris, and I'm a resident of Graham County, North Carolina. I'm a retired teacher with 38 years of experience. I taught English at Swain County High School for 35 of the 38 years. My husband is David Chris, and we have been married for 38 years. Uh, he and I are owners of Chris Boat Dock, and this is a family business that, uh, since 1956, is located on Fontana Lake. And my husband took over the business in 1992, 
after his father died. He is one of the, my, my husband is one of the accused bear poachers in Operation Something Brewing. And we have one son, Chad, and Chad and his wife, Rochelle, have two children, my wonderful grandchildren, ages six and seven. And Chad was also caught up in this bear sting. Uh, we like to think of ourselves as respectable people in our community and church, but because of this bear sting, uh, we feel that our name, our reputations have been damaged, and sometimes that's hard to get back. So, Linda, let's start at the beginning here. Um, like most of us, no one really had heard that anything particular was going on about bear bear hunting, bear poaching, or whatever in western North Carolina. Most of the residents here really had no idea that wildlife was even involved in anything going on. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, can you tell us, for instance, what are the what are the rules of bear hunting in western North Carolina? Well, the only thing I know is that at the time, I think there was a bag limit. You could kill one bear a year, and you had to hunt during season, and you could not hunt with, uh, I think, processed bait. And, you know, I'm I'm really not into the sport itself. Uh, that's, you know, uh, something I really never even thought much about. Well, nevertheless, somehow you and your family, and, a, and really a bunch of other people, it's not just you and your family, have been involved in a sting operation involving the hunting of bears in western North Carolina. So tell us, how was the the sting set up? How did they go about entrapping you? Well, the uh, in 2010, I guess, the, the undercover agents started coming around, and the way that happened, um, there's a gun shop in Bryson City called Don's Guns, and Chad Arnold and Davey Webb, now Chad Arnold went by Chad Ryan, and he's from Charlotte, North Carolina, and Davey Webb is from northern Georgia, and he went by Davey Williams. They stopped in the gun shop, and they asked uh, the owner if he could tell them about anyone that bear hunted. They didn't care who they were, didn't care where they lived. They just wanted to learn to bear hunt. And Don knew us, knew my son, and so he said, well, you know, Chad and David Chris might take you hunting with them. He, he said, I think they hunt during the season. And so they came down, and um, they started hanging around, and they would call, and they would show up. And my husband said, you know, they really didn't like them. They really didn't care for them being around. But every time they would start down the lake, these two undercover agents would be standing there. And that's how they started hunting with my son and husband and also some of the other men in Swain County and Graham County. So they basically, they hung around the boat ramp waiting for people to go out who appeared to be going out to hunt bear. And they would kind of latch on to them. And uh, they posed as people who didn't know what they were doing, were kind of naive and just wanted to be kind of taught the ropes. Is that is that the case? Yeah, that's right. They just wanted. They said they wanted to learn 
they'd never been involved in this sport before, and they wanted to learn how to go about doing it. So I guess you people kind of thought that was strange, I would think, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? Yes, they they um, they called continuously. They called so many times my son's house, and um, so he, my son, is so good-hearted, good-natured. He, uh, you know, he invited them to go, and then they kept coming around. And then they, after two years, no one had, according well, according to all the uh, charges they brought against my son and husband, for two years, no, they, my son and husband didn't break any laws. <laughs> and then um, they started writing things up, of course, unknown to my husband and son until they were charged in 2013, things that they did, that the undercover officers did. And they charged my son and husband with those crimes. They, in other words, the undercover officers created the crime. So you're the, the undercover officers, did they actually break the law themselves? Is that what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. For example, in 2011, Chad Arlen, Davy Webb, they bought uh, four barrels of bait or chocolate for bears in Cleveland, Tennessee, and they bought and brought the bait and set it out in my son's yard without his knowledge, without him knowing anything about it. And they did this for the purpose of baiting the bears. They made numerous trips themselves down the lake to bait the bears, and then they finally taught my son into going with them and of course, this was their way of getting him later. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum will return right after this break. So, your son did not buy any of the bait. No, he, he did, did not, not buy any of the bait. He did not put any of the bait out. They, he went with they finally talked him and coerced him in going with him and put and helping put the bait out. But had they not brought the bait, there would have been no bait. What did they say to your son? I mean, didn't your son must have been a little curious or I don't know. I mean, what did your son think about all this? Well, at first he thought it was strange that they would do this and bring this and set it out and um uh, but then, I guess, after a while, he just went along with them, which he should not have done, but he did. They manipulated, enticed him, coerced him into doing this. But like I, you know, had they not created the crime, there would have been no crime. Well, that's obvious. So what happened after that? Well, that was early on when they started coming down, and uh, then the some other things they did... Uh, they on on September the eleventh, two thousand eleven, they were out hunting and Chad did not have a gun, that's my son. He was taking care of the dogs, watching them whatever. And uh, Webb, one of the undercover officers, shot a bear that was up in the tree. He shot it twice. And the bear was injured and wounded and it fell to the uh, ground. And it started to attack Chad and his dogs. And Chad asked them to shoot the bear. Well, they went back to their boat and they got a gun, another gun, and 
Webb was going to shoot the bear, but he said he couldn't get he couldn't get a good shot, so he handed the gun to Chad, my son. Well, Chad had to shoot the bear; it was wounded, but Chad got charged with killing the bear, and that's a charge he had to plead to in district court under Judge Reigner on June the fourth. That was part of his plea deal he had to take, but Judge Reigner didn't give him any active time. But he did give him probation and a thirty-three hundred dollar fine. So let's get that incident straight. They, the undercover agent himself, shot and wounded the animal, the bear. Yes. The bear then was wounded on the ground, and as wounded animals often do, they try to protect themselves by going after whatever happens to be in the area. And that, in that instance, it was your son and his dogs. And he did not have a gun of his own, and so he asked... No, no he did not have... He was holding the dogs and, uh, kind, it, you know, taking care of them. And, was, uh, it, was the bear coming after him? Yes, it was coming toward him and his dogs, and he he was afraid. He didn't know what was going to happen, and that's when he told Webb to shoot the bear. And so they manipulated it into giving him the gun and forcing him to shoot the bear. You know, yeah. uh, I don't see how you can be charged with with killing an animal that is endangering yourself or your uh your own your dogs as a matter of fact is my understanding that in western north carolina that anyone can kill any animal that is in the process of of injuring or about to injure your own livestock or animals i mean if i had if i have horses if i was there with with one of my guns, and I saw a bear approaching, I'd be shooting that bear because I don't want my good horses being injured or or hurt or killed uh, by a marauding animal. And I don't think I don't think that that is something that you can actually get cited for because I think you are allowed to protect your livestock of any kind from marauding animals such as bears, coyote. Or whatever they might be. Well, he he was charged with killing that bear, and the thing about it, when the bear, um, he he had to fight it off, pretty much himself with a stick or with his hands until they handed him the gun. And uh, you know, it's a dangerous situation there for him. Well, he could have been hurt. His dogs could have been hurt. Uh, obviously, that. That is just uh, not a situation which I can uh, would ever accept as being reasonable. I mean, but so what happened after that? Well, um, after that, they started. You know, they continued to call and come around, and they even bought a dog kennel at uh, in Robbinsville, I believe, and set it up. And they bought and brought big bags of dog food and help pay for one of the gun, one of the dogs and they would enter the Arnold and Webb would enter the dogs in races and Chad never did go with them to these races and they would go to a bear pen they'd train the dogs but again Chad never went with them and uh, I imagine they were just trying to get in good with him and make him think they were you know really friends and that type of thing and um, but then they would kill whenever uh, now Arnold didn't kill any, Arnold killed two bears. He killed one in Georgia, 
which is kind of strange. He was by himself, but he killed this bear. And what would be the purpose of killing a bear when he was alone in order to um, charge someone else? I don't know, but he killed, a, he killed a bear while he was by himself in Georgia. And with that bear, he brought it to um, uh, another hunter's house in northern Georgia. Arnold uh, skinned the bear, cut the meat up, took it into Franklin across state lines, but in this particular uh, incident, he charged the man in Georgia with the Lacey Act. And, and, what was, is, and what is that? That's when you take something from one, uh, like across state lines, uh, mm-hmm. the transporting uh, an animal. Uh, I guess you're not supposed to do that, but unless you have tagged it. And uh, so Arnold... In, in fact, Mr. Parker just got through serving 30 days in Swain County Jail for this bear that Arnold killed and took into Franklin. And the other bear that Arnold killed it was a cub bear. He was with Mr. Parker's son. Arnold shot a, cub, a baby bear that was under, I think it was 40 pounds. He shot it, and he threw it in the back of the cave. Now, he admitted to this in, in the jury trial left it in the cave, did not tag it, just left it. And Weld uh, killed a bear in our area up at, uh, called Turkey Creek, around Almond, North Carolina. And then this bear that he shot that was in the tree, although he charged my son with it. The, there were only ten bears killed during this Operation Something Brewing that they, you know, they were talking about. Um, so my son, the only one he killed was one he finished off that Webb shot. He was charged with it. And Arlen Webb would take the gallbladders from these bears, and my son and all these other men told him not to do that. You don't do that. You 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 throw them away. You'll get you know you will get in trouble by trying to take the gallbladders and trying to sell them. And they would call back and they would say, do you know anyone that would buy these gallbladders? Help us find a buyer. We're going to sell these gallbladders. They kept on and on trying to get Chad to sell the galls or to get a buyer. And he would have no, he had nothing to do with it. What's, so that was another means they were using to try to entrap him. Why would you want to buy the gallbladder of a bear? Well, um, I'm not sure exactly what they're used for, um, but evidently uh, they are. At one time, they were very popular to sell. And at one time, in the uh, I think in the 80s, they had a bear sting in the mountains called Operation Something Smoky, where they did catch men that were selling the galls, and even I think a doctor in Silva was involved. But no one did this, and. When we had the meeting June the 19th with the, the congressional hearing, that was mentioned by one of the congressmen that, uh, you know, he said, was not the purpose of this bear sting to catch these men that were selling gallbladders, and was that not the reason that you did this bear sting? And uh, they said yes, but there was no evidence of anyone calling in reporting anyone, no, no evidence of... Uh, any kind. 
that and that was that he he asked Mr. Santiago Santiago who was the U.S. Fish and Wildlife person there that day. So no one saw any gallbladders. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie man I get joy in everything Everything, everything Everything gonna be all right this morning Hoochie-coochie